Welcome to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. We are delighted that you are here because this is for you. We do this to help you find and live your purpose, the good purpose that's uniquely yours. Because when you find it, everything starts to just fall into place. You're happier, you're more peaceful, you have better relationships with good people. It is remarkable what happens when you are living in the sweet middle of your purpose, the purpose that you've been perfectly matched to live. The great news is you're in the right place to find it. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. I thought we'd do things a little bit differently today because, well, for one thing, it doesn't make any sense to just have it be me. You you don't want to look at just somebody talking. And the idea of finding your purpose and living your authentic identity, um, I think is best communicated in pictures and videos. So I'm just going to try this differently today. So I want to talk about who you are really, because it, it to, to really find and live your purpose, you have to embrace who you really are. And you know, most of us don't do that. We go through our lives, many of us, thinking that we're not enough, uh, we're not good enough, and we try. To, to please other people. Why? Because we're trying to earn our worth or prove our worth. I mean, I'm telling you, I lived the first probably, oh my goodness, 50 years, maybe a little bit more than 50 years of my life this way. Um, trying to work really hard to do good because I wasn't good enough. Just being me was not enough. Uh, I still had this idea that, you know, I'm just taking up space in the world and I'm breathing air that's really meant for other people, better people. And the older I'm getting, the more I think, oh my goodness, why didn't I, why was I not able to embrace my authentic identity? earlier in my life? Well, because I had this underlying idea that I wasn't good enough and that I would never be good enough. So my, my whole life has been around work. Now, I, I will always uh, be an advocate for work ethic, working hard, doing a good job, doing something that um, adds value in the world, helping other people. So I'm not suggesting that we all just decide to, you know, be selfish and self-centered and and do only what we want to do and nothing else. But but where I'm going with this is, if we can really embrace who we are, warts and all, flaws and all, then we can. Stop 
having to prove ourselves to other people. We can stop having to, you know, have that weight, that pressure on us to be better, to be more, to look better, to be accepted, to belong. You know, all those basic human needs, we all want to be accepted. We all want to be a, belong. But if you have to work really, really hard to be with somebody or be in your group of friends or be in this club or whatever it is, if you have to work really, really hard to get there, you're going to have to work really, really hard to stay there. And when we do that, we, we're, we're constantly having to live up to a false set of expectations. And that's just way too much pressure. Why would we do that to ourselves? When who we really are is okay, better than okay. It's good. And we're awesome. I say we're flossom because, yes, we're flawed. We're not saying we're perfect. But when we accept our flaws and also accept what, who we are and what we do well, our strengths, our talents, our gifts, our abilities, all that kind of thing, when, when we say, you know what, I'm okay, I'm actually pretty good, you know, turns out I'm awesome. And I'm flawed. Both things can be true at the same time. And when we decide that we're going to accept that, we're going to embrace that, that's when life gets good. Because the people that you had to work so hard to keep in your life, to be a part of that group or be accepted, uh, be part of something that's bigger than than you. And, and we all you know, we all kind of want that. When when we just decide to be who we are, embrace who we are, be comfortable in our own skin, as they say, then what happens is all the people who just wanted us to be who they wanted us to be and wanted us to do what they want us to do, um, all of those people and those relationships, those kinds of relationships, they wind up falling away. Okay, well, listen, before you panic and get a knot in your stomach, let it go. It's not good for you. So let's talk about who are you really? I want you to really think about it. Think about who you are, because when you embrace yourself, you, there's a shift. There's a shift in your thinking and how you feel. Your identity and your purpose is a state of mind. You won't move forward with it. Until you embrace that it's a state of mind and it's possible for you right now. 
Think about that. It's not something that you have to wait your whole life to get, to find. You don't have to be like me and, you know, basically live your whole life trying to be something that everybody else wants you to be and basically forfeiting who you are. Do it now. Be smart and do it way before I did. It changes everything because it's a point in your life where you can say, okay, bring it. Okay, God, whatever you have for me, whoever you made me to be, I welcome it. I welcome my identity without judgment, without feeling badly. And then what happens is you start treating yourself better. And by doing that, you teach other people how to treat you. You treat yourself well. You value your time. And you create healthy boundaries for yourself. What I mean by that, you know, when somebody calls and wants you to drop everything and come do something for them. Okay, if you want to do it, do that. If you feel like that's part of your purpose, do that. Of course, you want to be a good person. You want to be helpful. But, you know, let's say it's the fifth time that somebody has asked you to sort of bail them out. Um, I don't know. An example might be a coworker who wants the day off for some reason, and they're going to go enjoy their life. And they want you to cover their shift. And you already have plans. Or you're beat from last week and you you just, you know, really can't do another shift. Instead of saying, yes, okay, you know, I'll do that so you can go have a day off. No, stop. This is where it's okay to say, I, I wish I could help you out, but I really can't. I can't this time. I'm sorry. And that's it. What do we do? I mean, I don't know about you, but I spent my whole life practically going, oh, wow. You know what? I really, I'm, I really, I have plans. I have this and then I have this and I made this doctor appointment, um, you know, seven months ago. This is the first time I could get in. So, gosh, I'd hate to reschedule that. Or, um, oh, I'm, I'm so tired and I haven't been feeling well. And I, and I was going to just stay home and take care of myself. But, um, you know, if you really need me, I will. No, stop. Your time is valuable. And when you say yes to something. You're saying no to everything else. You're saying no to you. And as I'm hearing myself talk, I mean, I'm having to fight myself, honestly, because there's a part of me that goes, oh, that sounds so selfish. I don't want to be selfish. I want to be helpful. 
And, you know, of course, if there's an emergency, if it's somebody who you love and you would do anything for them and they've never asked for anything and now they need this one, okay, you know, maybe you do that. But, you know, I don't know about you, but a lot of times in my life, I've just had no boundaries at all. And I would bend over backwards, twist myself into a pretzel, work 80 hours in a week, sometimes more, to do what other people wanted me to do. It made me a valuable employee. When I started my own business, it made me valuable to all my clients. But, you know, it got to a point where when you have 350 clients and many of them all at once need that one favor, I just need you to do this one thing for me. Well, that's when your 40-hour work week turns into 60, turns into 80, turns into 100, Trying to provide the kind of service or trying to provide, let me put it in a personal, in personal terms, trying to provide the kind of friendship that you started out with as your life expands in business, as your customer base expands, there's only so much of you to go around. And then you spread yourself thinner and thinner doing more and more. And you can only do that so long before your body starts breaking down. And, and, you know, and every time there's an ache or a pain or, you know, something happens, it's data. We have to look at our lives and, and say, okay, what is my body telling me right now? I'm saying that because by the time I sold my second company, I was going into my office and I would close the door and I would not turn the lights on because I had a constant headache. I couldn't stand the light. I would hook myself up to my headset and I would lay on the sofa in my office with an ice pack underneath my head and my neck. I was taking aspirin like they were Tic Tac mints. Well, you know, it didn't start that way. It worked itself up to that point. And how dumb am I that instead of at some point in time, you know, with these consistent headaches, stopping and saying, wow, what is wrong in my life that this is how I feel every day? Instead of doing that, I push through. Why did I do that? Well, because I have really good work ethic. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. And why? What's underneath that? Well, what was underneath that was a feeling that I wasn't good enough. And when you think you're not enough, uh, at least for me, I, I, I had to work harder. I had to do more to prove that I was enough, prove to myself I was enough. I suppose some people, 
go the opposite way and they say, well, I'm not enough. I can never prove that I'm enough. I might as well medicate myself. I might as well drink myself into oblivion or use drugs or, or um, engage in risky behavior or whatever it is that distracts them from the notion that they're not enough. I'm suggesting that we just embrace the wild idea that we are enough and not work ourselves into an early grave or the other way, self-medicate ourselves into an early grave. The best alternative is accepting ourselves. And then teaching other people how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. Now, let me tell you, some people are not going to like it. Uh, Your significant other who all of a sudden has to step up because you no longer are saying, yes, of course, I'll stop by the grocery store on my way home. Yes, of course, I'll pick up your prescription. Of course, I'd be happy to wash and iron all of your clothes. Of course, I'd be happy to. (laughs) Well, you get the picture. Um, when, When we've gone along for any period of time, carrying the weight, being the one who makes dinner every night, being the one who does the laundry, whatever it is, and maybe that's the agreement. Okay, fine. Well, you know what? Some some contracts have to be renegotiated every so often. And, you know, I'm not saying blow up a relationship. Of course not. The, I mean, the good, healthy relationships are, oh, man, it's the substance of life. What I am suggesting is that we figure out what what we think we need and then have conversations with these folks in our lives about how how we feel like we have to make some changes and that we don't want to blow up the relationship But this is what we need to do. And the people who really love us will work with us. I mean, it might take them a minute, give them a minute to process and think about how they want to respond. And the most beautiful thing is when two people can do this together and say, you know what? I'm going to do what you're doing. I I am I'm enough too. I want to value myself too. And then it becomes a beautiful journey with somebody that you care about. You want to help them embrace their identity, you want to embrace your embrace your own identity and and you're just going to trust where that leads. For some people, when I say this, their stomach starts twisting because they can't stand the thought of anything changing. 
Well, I get that. I do. I absolutely do. I mean, some of us are so stinking terrified at the thought of being alone. I used to be. I couldn't stand the idea of being alone because it felt like abandonment. And I experienced that when I was little with my parents leaving. So for me, it was a fate worse than death. I would do anything to not have the person that I cared for leave me. And it's funny because now I look back and I think, okay, well, I mean, I know that was me. I'm I'm familiar with, but it's like I'm talking about somebody that I used to know because I am 100% fine with being alone. Now, now I am. I'm not fearful. I'm 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 just as good alone as I am with the man I've been married to for over 30 years. Not that I don't love him. It's that I've finally embraced who I am. And I do believe that I'm awesome. And everybody doesn't agree with me. (laughs) There are over 7 billion people on planet Earth. I don't expect all of them to like me. Doesn't matter to me. It's completely inconsequential to me. Who likes me and who doesn't? And when you reach that point where you're fine with somebody and you're absolutely fine alone, then what happens is there's a shift. There's a shift that's happening. It's a it's a contentedness. And for me, I recognized that I'm never alone. I I have God with me. I have the Holy Spirit of God. I have Jesus in my heart. I'm never alone. And and there's a freedom in that. Because I don't have to prove myself to the one who created me in my mother's womb. He knows me better than I know myself. He knows what I'm capable of. And and it's a beautiful thing. So when somebody else falls away, when the person you love decides, eh, this isn't the, you know, I, I need, I need somebody who's going to take care of me. I need a maid. I need a mother. I need a sister. I need a whatever. And you're not doing all that anymore. So I'm done with you. When they leave, or when a friend leaves. Or when a boss that you've, you've, you know, worked over time and you've worked every time they ask you and, but now you've finally decided to take a little bit of care for yourself, but now all those extra things that you did, uh, now they, they expect you to do them. They're not extra anymore. After, after a while that you've been over backward, backwards, all of a sudden 
all of that's expected. So then when you don't do it and they decide, you know, to, to not back you anymore, not promote you anymore, not give you any more raises or even let you go. Um, yes, it hurts. Yes, it's painful. But because somebody else doesn't like you taking care of yourself, that doesn't mean that you should stop taking care of yourself and go back into that old way of living that may be a toxic way of living. So I say when somebody decides they don't like it, I say, okay, so what? So what they don't like it? Let them go so they don't hold you back. I'm so glad that I did that because that's when my life started. Imagine your life starting the moment you let go of people who want you to stay right where you are. They're like weights holding you back. Your purpose can only fully be lived when you embrace you. I want you to really consider, connect with God. Consider all that he's made. Look at the stars in the sky. Look at the beautiful things around us. We move so fast at our frenetic pace in our culture that that we don't often notice. The beautiful things, the sunrise, the sunset, the flowers. I know I did for many, many years. Working all those hours, I didn't even know. I didn't know what time of day it was. I didn't know if it was day or night. Lots of times. For many, many years, I would, I would go to work. It's still dark. By the time I leave, it's dark. There were lots of times I didn't even see the light of day. Look up at the sky. Enjoy all these things that God made and know that he made you too. And you are perfectly who you're supposed to be. At this time in human history, this is your time. There's something that you were made to do. This is your journey into your purpose. And when you really embrace that, when you begin to be you, oh man, you regain the personal power that's yours, that was meant for you to begin with. You discover your real, true, amazing, fun identity. And when you have that, and you're moving toward the purpose for which you were made and perfectly matched, then you get 
peace, and joy. I can't say enough about this. I didn't even know what peace was. I was like a hamster in a wheel, going nowhere, working really hard at it. I mean, I won't say I didn't do good in the world. I did. I I did. But when I look back now at the years I lost, when my daughter was young, because I was helping this client, oh, I had to stay late tonight because they need this for the morning. They're going to lose their license if they don't. Yeah, okay. I mean, I did all that stuff. And I think, where are those people now? My daughter is still in my life. And thank God she forgave me for basically working away her childhood. She understands I did it because I wanted to provide for her all the things that I didn't have. Um, I wanted to teach her work ethic. I thought, okay, well, this is this is how you're going to make it. I'm not going to be around the whole, you know, all of your life to help you and or to fix things for you or whatever. You have to learn work ethic. You have to learn to be personally responsible for everything. So, yeah, she saw that. She did see some work ethic, that's for sure. But there was no peace. Because I was spinning around like a whirling dervish all those years, trying to be the best, trying to prove my worth and value. And when I finally just said, you know what, I I am valuable. I am who I am. I'm broken. I'm flawed. But I'm also fun and funny and resilient, and I am resourceful. I mean, I am resourceful. I will figure out how to go over, climb under, go around, blast through. When I realized that there's there's more good about me than there is what's wrong, then I got peace. And I wouldn't trade that peace for anything, anything, hundreds of millions of dollars. Nope, not worth it. Peace, peace is more important than that. And then joy. I can't say enough about that. Peace and joy are inside of you. Happiness, for example, happiness is important. I want everybody to be happy, but happiness is more external. I look at it like it's it's you know it's a feeling and feelings can change in an instant. You can be happy and then you can slam your finger in the door. <laughs> and you're not happy anymore. Peace and joy are inside of you and when they're so deeply inside of you that they're they're woven into the fabric of your being and they It's who you are, not a feeling that comes and goes. Then what happens is you, when you approach a situation that's chaotic or it's sad, you bring the peace. You bring the joy because it's who you are. So you bring 
not only your skill set to what may be like a seemingly impossible situation to somebody else, but you bring your skill set with with that peace and that joy, which brings hope and comfort to other people who are in that moment spinning out of control. So the good that you can do when you embrace your authentic identity and walk in your purpose, actually, I think, is more significant than the good that you can do while you're just running at breakneck pace through every single day, trying to be this and that and the other thing for everybody in your life. When you have that peace and joy, it's like a force multiplier. And you can do more and be more that's significant without using up all your energy, without breaking your body down. It's really self-care. Really, if, if you think about it, embracing your identity and your purpose really is caring for yourself. It is part of creating healthy boundaries for yourself. It really changes everything. So then when you get to this point, the right people start showing up. People who think that you are exactly the right person for them. You're, you know, you find what people commonly call soulmates. You find people who get you and you get them. And you don't have to work at those relationships. You don't have to constantly try to, you know, get people to like you, to, to um, keep their relationship. And consequently, you feel better. You feel better than you ever did in any of those other relationships. There's really nothing like it. You smile more. You're, you have more fun. You're more relaxed. There's less tension. And you realize that your life has become epic. That's what happened to me. When I, when I say, or I post on Facebook or whatever, you know, oh, I had dinner with John Bon Jovi, or oh, you know, I was invited to the Vatican. And it's not that I'm bragging. I'm showing, yeah, I used to think I had to prove my worth in order to not be alone, in order to be loved, in order to be befriended. And then I started to be me. And and it turns out I actually like me. And now I'm having more fun than I ever thought possible. I have amazing people in my life who think I'm awesome. 
So I want to ask you, what's next for you? Who's next for you? What will you do from this day right now until the day you leave your this life? Your purpose is waiting for you. It's nobody else's. Nobody else can do it. You're the only one who can do it. And the beautiful thing is, you can do it. Whatever it is, you have every single thing that you need. The intelligence, the perspective, the abilities, the context. Everything that you've learned in your life, everything you've heard, the things you overheard that you weren't supposed to hear, the the people you've known, the people who influenced you, and it's not just for good, it's also for bad. People who harmed you, well, now you know how not to be. Don't become like them and say, well, you know, my dad was like this, my grandfather was like this, this is who I am. Nope. Nope, you're you. And it's possible that you were born into that family so that you would truly understand how it felt and how not to be. And maybe you were born into a fabulous family and maybe that's okay. You were supposed to feel how it feels to be in a wonderful family so that you could explain it to the rest of us. Your purpose is waiting for you. It's a good purpose. It's filled with all the right people. Start today. Thanks for joining me. I hope you'll share this with at least one person. Because this this is how we change the world. This is how we change lives. Is by embracing our identities, our purposes, being the best possible you that you can be. And in so doing, you model that for everyone within your influence. I'll see you next time. Have you thought about writing a book, but you just kind of don't know where to start? Or maybe you don't have the time? If that's you, I have good news for you. I created an online self-paced micro-learning course. 
that breaks everything down. My formula for writing a book in days instead of weeks or months or years. It breaks everything down into small, bite-sized pieces that are manageable, that you can get done. You can write your book and you should because your story matters. What you've learned along the way matters and can help other people. My online course will teach you about publishing and marketing as well as writing and editing and getting your book out there. We'll even talk a little bit about public speaking and media. Go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and click on online courses. Scroll down to write your book in days and start right now. There is no feeling worse than being rejected, but there's nothing more empowering than loving others and being loved in return. People who feel love know that their value is not diminished by setbacks or mistakes. But how do you get love? It's not hocus pocus. There are 30 practical ways that you can bring love into your life. And when you do, everything changes. I hope you'll get a copy of 30 Days to Love. If you're somebody who does not have the time or the desire to sit in a chair and hold a book in your hands and read, I got you. I'm turning all of my books into audiobooks on Audible. So you can listen while you're driving and when you go to the gym and while you're doing the laundry and whatever it is, you can multitask and you can be improving your life. That's why I've written every single one of my books. I'm so excited to announce that Succeed Because of what you've been through is now on audio, on Audible. So is the prayer that covers it all. The keys to answered prayer, those are super quick listens and powerful. They are power packed. I want you to get those. All the rest are coming as well. Successful survivors, the eight character traits of survivors and how you can attain them. Acts of kindness, 101 ways to make the world a better place. How to get to awesome, 101 ways to find your best self. 30 Days to Happiness, The Kindness Quotient, Love is Action. They're all going to be audiobooks. Go to Audible and search for them. And step by step, create the life that you want to live, the life you deserve to live, the life you were, yeah, born to live. Thanks for joining us at the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. Listen, we do this for you. It's all about helping you live the purpose that you were born to live. Because when you do that, you get the peace and joy and good relationships that you strive to have. This is real success. So we hope that you'll share this with a friend, subscribe, and come back and see us next week. And we would love to hear from you. Go to findyourpurposenow.org.